0: Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's p a l a v dot Guys,
1: found something we could watch together for Christmas this year. The long-lost 1981 Inspector Spacetime holiday special. Runtime two and a half hours, and so critically reviled that after it aired, the creator had his knighthood revoked. That sounds
2: terrible.
1: I want to watch
3: it twice. But I'm spending Christmas with my relatives. Or rather i'm spending the day with my relatives while they refuse to acknowledge christmas
4: you jehovah
1: witnesses so severe
4: Andre and i will be spending christmas giving gifts to the more persuadable of our jewish friends
1: i wouldn't call an unannounced visit from your pastor a gift and don't bother this year i'll be at the movies with my boobie
4: you're not taking both of them
0: well one's dead what i'm tired of being thankful for scraps still they want to love them anyway one day Somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say, enough.
4: You get
1: your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. (laughs) He's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were gonna be secure and we were gonna be free.
0: Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big-time, major-league bullshit, you have to stand in awe,
2: in awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal
0: to us God's will that we may blindly obey.
3: Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you and do that.
2: Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Are you serious?
5: I just. I just told you that a moment ago.
6: Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. I have something wrong with my throat this week.
5: Well, just. <laughs> so. I was going to say something gross. What else is new? I know. So, so, how's it going? Good, tired <laughs> one day, yeah, uh, sorry, I dragged you over here. No, it's just you, you know what was killing me the the it was just uh, I had that extra stop to make, and yeah, uh, it was actually better than I thought it would be, so oh okay, I just uh. Well, I was I was of the frame of mind that if we put the show off one day, yeah, we're going to put it been. off. The more two, I thought about it, it's like you know what, Friday's not a good idea, no, because <laughs> it would be like I'd be leaving my house late. You uh, know what I mean? So it'd yeah. be like, uh, so I'd you might want to get a little closer to your microphone. Here I am. How's That's that? good. That's good. All right. That's good. I can hear. All right. I
6: can hear somebody crying upstairs. Yeah, they're they're sick. The other day Everybody's we sick. Other day, sick too. we put them down for their nap at like four o'clock because we were running late yeah. on just everything and uh, they fell asleep about five thirty wow and woke up at um, eight thirty the next day
5: wow yeah that's a pretty big nap yeah it is but they were sick so they kind of needed that yeah recovery no right the same thing Yeah he hasn't been feeling well lately i've got a little bit of it cole yeah. and olivia took the day off the other day uh, so yeah it's going around i got a nice cough that yeah. once you start
6: you can't stop that's fun yeah yeah
5: yeah so how'd your events go today uh, i had two events they went really really well they were good. really fun and people laughed a lot and good um yeah it was it was uh it was fun it's always good when stuff works out yeah and i got to passively aggressively ignore somebody so that was that fun. is always that good. was always a bonus so. yeah um and i saw a couple of people i haven't seen for a while so that was fun oh, nice. so yeah it was all in all it was uh it was good good yeah so good. uh today was a good Kind of lucrative day, <laughs> so
6: and, and it was something you got paid to do. So that's always awesome. Yeah, exactly. Mine, exactly. on the it. other hand, I did not get paid to do. It was all yeah, all, but you like had fun Yeah, you know what? The music side of it. I for anybody that doesn't listen. <laughs>
5: If you're new to the show, yeah. listen to
6: the RE Series podcast. Um, the the museum has a band, and we play the award ceremony. And it's not like, oh, you've been here for 15 years, so here's your award. It's over and uh, above and beyond service to and for customers and employees yeah. and stuff like that. Um, like one of the guys, and I don't remember anybody's name because I don't really know anybody. I've seen him around and said Hi. But um he's one of the security guys and he during Christmas break there was a day the elevator was broken and we were all surprised in the room that it was just one day. Um he spent hours or uh, carrying strollers up and down the stairs oh, really? to get people in and out of the parking garage. Wow. That's the kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that's, that's impressive. There was service. other stuff, but that's you know Yeah,
5: that's customer service. Yeah.
6: So cool. Yeah, there's uh, so some impressive stuff there. Sure. Stuff that was so impressive that I was like, you know, I'm never going to win one of those. Because I, yeah. I, I, I'm always down in Omni. I thought, you know, I uh, there was the one day I got in a car accident and yeah. smashed my head and still went in and ran that special show that was really weird. And, Nothing. Yeah. That's all right. I know I did it. Yeah. And then I spent five hours in the
5: emergency room. What a waste of a day that was. Oh, af- God, yeah. After I left work. when the emergency doc- the emergency room doctors have no sense of humor whatsoever. Oh, not at all. Not at all. You can't fuck with anybody. No. I don't no, know. they're not funny at all. So we, um,
6: we opened with, uh, while everybody was coming in and sitting down, we opened with um, Sweet Home Chicago, which I sort of learned a very simplified baseline because that was added in last. Oh, okay. Um, so that was enough to to pass through, and I it was it was good to see that it was a lot more of the um, office people than the people I work with. Yeah. So I didn't know anybody. <laughs> and then um, since we have Pompeii, we opened with Fire, the uh, Bruce Springsteen Fire, and it oh, was yeah. it was done as a duet, and that was fun. And musically, we were all dead on, so that was good. We went then we went into um fever, okay, which I was a little nervous about, just just a little because um it starts off with a count and snapping, and then I come in just me, yeah perfect Ted, I was very happy, um and then it was ring of fire, and then we did. <laughs> <laughs> And I was I I I have been nervous about doing that for like a month and a half. I've, I haven't sung in front of anybody since like sixth grade yeah. talent show. So, and that was along to a record because yeah. it was 1985. Right. I can sing in the car because <laughs> I hear him. I hear I hear the vocals, and I can, you know, adjust. Right. But when you're by yourself, singing is. Yeah, it's a little intimidating. I'm not even gonna say that I ever assumed it was easy because I've never been able to yeah. have the confidence to do it, but the it reminds me of like the difference between singing along with an album or the radio and singing by yourself is like going from a guitar to a violin. Because okay. there's no there's no frets yeah. on a violin and the string, and there's just so many different variables that you can make a bad note with. Yeah. That's how I kind of felt about my voice. So you've never done karaoke? Oh, no. No. Yeah, it's fun.
0: It's I, I might of... start.
6: I Next year, and I am a fucking glutton for punishment, You know, half of the, the nerve in my back that was all tweaked out was yeah. stress from this. Uh. And then once I started singing in front of the people, it eased up. I have no numbness in my fingers anymore. Like, I'm fine, right? Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, next year, we're going to have an uh, an Egypt exhibit from, like, May to June or something, May to September. I'm like, you know what would be really funny? You open the show with Steve Martin's King Tut. Yeah. Like, I could, I could sing that. No, shut the fuck up. What are you <laughs> thinking? And then I'm like, you know, if we get the Star Wars exhibit back, got to do that Bill Murray lounge version oh, yeah. of Star, the Star Wars theme. Because that's kind of comical singing yeah. so you, i could get away with being yeah, off key and stuff right and i'm like that would that would be all right because we lost the guy that's uh that was the, the the comedy aspect of it
5: yeah he's not there anymore so why not you know well, just to give you more kudos, because I think that's all that stuff is awesome. Mm. Um, I said this to you the other day, but I'll say it on the air. I listened to the show that you did while I was away, oh, yeah, and it was awesome. It yeah. was really great. It was it was nice job. So good that job. was that was a little intimidating. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then I looked so. at the time, and I'm like, holy fuck, how long have I been? Yeah, doing no, this? it was good.
6: Thank you. It You're was welcome. one of those things where I'm like, I. Fuck it, I can't. I can't get anybody on the spot right now yeah. to do this and this is the only time I have. You call Brie.
4: So, <laughs> no,
6: I was good. It choice. would be like that song that Annie sung
4: <laughs>
6: the Christmas special on oh Community. God. That was such a What's a cool- them. Yeah. No no offense to brie but you know we'd start talking about yeah. religion and politics and stuff cuz we got to keep on track and she'd be like I have no I fucking idea. I can't tell
5: you how Why much, do you care about this stuff? How much I enjoyed that episode of Glee. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry community <laughs> where they beat the shit out of Glee.
6: I
3: have it watched was It was so I've watched great. it
6: like 5 times really? so far, yeah. At first the Annie song, I'm like that is terrible
5: and embarrassing. And the more I watched it, the more I got it's it, and the funnier gold. it gets. And I gotta tell you, um, Abed and Troy oh, rapping, yeah. Now, he he put out a rap album. Troy, yeah, he's did. he actually and he's, like got some does like that. people dig that. They, they apparently he's very good. Yeah, I've but heard. Yeah. It was it was that was such a good episode. They. Even like the little like going to a commercial kind yep. of thing when they did yep. that, you know, but I read I read a lot of reviews of that
6: episode and that and <laughs> there was one other show uh, the office when they did their little glee thing where people but it was more uh, the people that watch it rather than the show.
5: Oh, yeah, it was. A, yeah, because it was them going right. over to Gabe's house to watch. Yeah, the show.
6: Yeah. So they they those are the only two shows that have parodied it that 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 got the show yeah so the office got the fans and community got the show and saturday night live they kind of
5: missed the whole point and i I, missed the point of glee well
6: no no like but community nailed it they got the essence of the show yeah they really did really really good yeah so it was very funny uh There, there were some ridiculous faces made in that episode when uh what's his name, Taryn killian is that his name who the guy that played the uh matthew morrison character there the the head of the oh, yeah when he turns around on the piano and he says "Glee," yeah, he's got the weirdest smile on his face yeah they did it there was that was fun but then yeah. troy he's like how can it be how can how can it be upsetting listen to the word <laughs> he says it's so weird and he smiles i swear it's dubbed and my wife my wife and i were arguing about it i'm like they had to have dubbed that he had to go into the studio and just say it weird yeah and they just put it over but that was an impressive episode
5: yeah it was really really funny i think it's as good uh if not better than the first paintball episode mm.
6: i i mm-hmm. mm. it's up there it, i can't i can't oh, yeah. i can't decide <laughs> but i read that uh they will be coming back after the mid-season yeah, I heard break that too. because somebody probably got fired <laughs> i don't know there's no date set but it's it's not going to be as yeah. long as we were but then the problem is you know then the season will end you know they could just delay and we could have it in the summer and that'd be all right because then yeah. it lasts longer
5: yeah nothing <laughs> to do in the summer <laughs> sip watch weeds yeah well, I guess late, you could do little... that. Yeah, I could. <laughs> All right. You want to wanna start in on this crap? Sure. What do you got? All right. Most of it is like Facebook page stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, we have a lot of email, and that's going to take some time, so let's keep that in mind. Right. Um. I
6: entered into a conversation on Stefan's Facebook page. Did you get the email
5: I sent? Yeah, okay. but I have not opened that link. I um, didn't open a whole lot of links okay. this time around. We have to do that one because that one's just. Oh yeah, funny. yeah,
6: I think that follows up with another one that we did. Lo- that maybe I did. I don't remember. Uh, but it's definitely uh, in that. Vein. Yeah. Um. So I have a new friend, Zeke. Hey. Not Zeke from California. That's already like been talking on the show and I talked to him on Facebook, but a different Zeke. Um. Who has the uh, we'll say opposite viewpoints of me and you and every atheist around okay. and um so he posted something and it grabbed my attention you you heard about the giant whale graveyard found in Chile right i did not okay there was a gigantic bunch of dead whales found in Chile just a whole bunch of skeletons and stuff so this um this one headline i'm going to go with the with the article he posted first and then i'll go with the shall we say, opposing view. Okay. How about that? So this one says, whale fossil graveyard in Chile formed late in Noah's flood. Oh, that's a time period now? Noah's flood. It is. Uh, this is from
5: biblicalgeology.net. <laughs> Fossils of 80 blog. baleen it wh- What? It just sounds funny to say that, biblical geology blog. It reminds me of that character from uh, Arrested Development, Bob. Bob blah and his Loblog,
0: the Bob
4: blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking makes me laugh every time. Uh, <laughs> this is,
6: this is oh, Jesus, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a terrible show because we're so tired. Oh, uh, yes. Instantly, as soon as I got everything packed into the car and I sat down to drive home, I felt like I was just going to pass out. I was so tired. It was weird. You know, just all the stress and everything. Anyway, fossils of 80 baleen whales were uncovered in a desert in Chile last week. Um, Of course, let's not put the date on this when you post. Oh, December 2nd. Okay, so a couple weeks ago. Uh, Catching the attention of the media around the world. It is a spectacular and mysterious find. Why did so many die? Probably because so many were alive, I would guess. But what buried them so quickly? Why are they so far inland? That's an idiotic question. I'm pretty sure you figure that out just like I could. Now, this is written by Tass Walker. And this person says, because I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, I've checked out the reports and the geology of the area and even touched base with one of the geologists involved. My report for creation.com, that sentence doesn't make (laughs) sense. Concludes that they were buried late in Noah's flood, as the waters were retreating from the land. My report concludes, blah 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 blah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sandstone strata containing the whale fossils are contained. First of all, they're fossils, so they're and they're going to be less than six thousand years old. Are contained within a local area called the Caldera Basin. Similarly, similar. Localized basins are found at a number of places along the western coast of Chile. Although the basins are relatively small for flood, that's flood with a capital F deposits, the characteristics of the sediments in these basins and the abundant fossils contained in them indicate that a deposition took place during a period of rapid and major coastal subsidence. Coastal subsidence of this nature is exactly what we would expect in the second part of the flood when the ocean basin sank. The continents rose and the floodwaters flowed into the ocean and major coastal subsidence explains the rapid burial of the whales and other creatures because rapid burial was needed soon after death to preserve the fossils. After the ocean, I'm sorry, I'm getting aggravated with this. After the ocean basins had mostly subsided and the waters had almost completely drained from the land, the whales and other animals that perished in the catastrophe were buried toward the end of Noah's flood. There's two comments. You want to hear the two comments? Definitely. There. This is from Paul, written on December 9th this year. There is also a large site in the desert of Peru that has whales. Loma Linda University has been digging there for years and publishing the results. The whales are exquisitely preserved, sometimes still having baleen in place, in, uh, and then a big science word, earth. <laughs> I'm too tired. Baleen falls out within a few days of death, so the burial has to have been rapid. From the sound of it, the whale fossils seem to be common on a good share of coastal of the coast of South America. All right, that's... uh. That's a reasonable answer, right? Yeah. Brad says, A few complete gray whale fossil findings have also been discovered near the western coast of Southern California, most recently found within the property governed by the Irvine Management Company located at least 1020 miles from the shoreline up in the hills. It's utterly ridiculous having to listen and read how the evolutionists attempt to explain it away with humanistic rhetoric. Keep the faith and stay the course. So, here's a report called Mysterious Whale Graveyard Unearthed in Chilean Desert. Ready? Yeah. Chilean scientists, together with researchers from the Smithsonian Institution, have begun to unearth one of the world's best-preserved graveyards of prehistoric whales in the hopes of finding out how these bus-sized animals wound up in the same corner of the Atacama Desert in Chile. More than two million years ago, scores of whales congregated off the Pacific coast of South America mysteriously met their end. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Mm. Maybe they became disoriented and beached themselves. Maybe they were trapped in a lagoon by a landslide or storm. Maybe they died there over a period of a few millennia, but somehow they ended up right next to one another Many just meters apart, entombed as the shallow sea floor was driven upward by geological forces and transformed into the driest place on the planet. Today, the whales have emerged again atop a desert hill more than a kilometer, which is a half a mile, from the surf. That's the top question, said Mario Suarez, director of the Paleontolo- Paleontological Museum in the nearby town of Caldera, about 700 kilometers north of Santiago, the Chilean capital. Experts, that's not a word, experts, that's a word, say other groups of prehistoric whales have been found together in Peru and Egypt, but the Chilean fossils stand out for their staggering number and beautifully preserved bones. More than 75 whales have been discovered so far, including more than 20 perfectly intact skeletons. Now, here's the thing. In the other article, didn't they say they were baleen whales? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um let me let me skip down a little bit here. Uh, let's see. We they talk with um. Uh, where the dude, Where's his name? Nicholas Pienson, curator of the fossil marine mammals at the Smithsonian's Natural Museum, National Museum of Natural History. Yeah. Um, Pienson and Suarez are leading the research. Um. Let's see. So far, the fossils have been found in a roadside strip the length of two football fields about 240 meters long and 20 meters wide. Uh, he says the spot was once a lagoon-like environment. and The whales probably died between 2 million and 7 million years ago. Um, most of the fossils are baleen whales that measured about 8 meters or 25 feet long. The researchers also discovered a sperm whale skeleton and remains of a now-extinct dolphin that had two walrus-like tusks and previously had only turned up in Peru. Other unusual creatures found elsewhere in the fossil-rich Atacama Desert include two extinct aquatic sloth and a seabird with a five-meter wingspan bigger than a condor's. So, um, which one makes more sense? That they are millions of years old because of the existence of fossils of tusked dolphins or that the flood caused it? Yeah, that's... So, I shared his link and um, added, you know, meanwhile, in the scientific community, by instance, says the spot was once a lagoon-like environment and the whales probably died between two and seven million years ago. And we have some comments here. Okay. Okay. Shane wrote, uh, but 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 how can this be? The earth is only six and a bit thousand years old and I wrote, Confusing, huh? Zeke liked that comment. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> he doesn't understand sarcasm. He he's gotta be such a nice guy. Yeah. That it that it just goes right over his head and I kind of feel a little bit like a dick <laughs> for for being like that because I know like if I met him face to face, if he was my neighbor, we would get yeah. along really well. Um, I just think that that article is th- the first article is like totally disingenuous and promotes stupidity.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs>
6: anyway, um, let's go with the worst person. How about that? This this could be all right. Uh, for... it looks like a three way tie. Oh, on, on countdown it's always a three way tie. It's his current the flag there. So.
0: The bronze goes to our old pal Billow the clown. He used to mean. Clown, this is fantastic. His, in his opinions. <laughs> now it's about his rapidly declining performance. He got into an argument with Alan Combs about government ineffectiveness. Combs <laughs> argued the government actually has done a pretty good job running the. U.S. military over the years, whereupon O'Reilly revealed he didn't know that the government ran the military and was insistent that the military runs itself and the Secretary of Defense and the President just sort of watch from the sidelines while the Pentagon makes all the decisions. Seriously.
7: Can they run the military? They can run the military because it's military control, not civilian. That's government run. It's, it's not gov- civilian. the government. It's still the government doing it. We have a civilian the government. Calls we have the civilian. Shots. Civilian. The, the commander in chief civilian. No, no. The government runs no, the military no, here, well. That is wrong. <laughs> the Pentagon calls the shots on how the military That's operates. That's the government. The Pentagon is military people. It's the government. It's, it's, it's still the government. It's overseen by the Secretary of Defense. And they do a pretty good but job. But the generals, running. the Joint Chiefs,
0: call the shots. They run, and they work for the government. It's a government they run. They work run for and the government what run are the two the different things. So, if you've ever wondered why, to you, as the rational, <laughs> contemplative scholar that you are, O'Reilly has never made any sense. There's the explanation. He believes we've always lived in a kind of mega-police state where the military operates on its own and the government is something else altogether. The runner-up, Mark Meckler, co-founder of Tea Party Patriots, arrested today at LaGuardia Airport in New York. The district attorney says he tried to get on board a Delta flight and brought with him a box containing a Glock 27 pistol and 19, count them, 19 9mm cartridges. He has a gun permit in California, but not in New York. Charged with second-degree criminal possession of weapon, that's a felony he could face 15 years. <laughs> Two months ago, Mr. Meckler wrote a piece for Politico raging at any comparisons between <laughs> Occupy and those peaceful, law-abiding Tea Partiers. Unlike protesters in New York, irony, I can find no reports of Tea Partiers being arrested, irony, we are not lawbreakers, irony. By contrast to him, <laughs> Occupy is a group of law-breaking miscreants who treated law enforcement with disrespect and disdain. Had a gun without a permit and 19 shells and tried to bring it on a commercial flight. Nice respect for the loss, Sonny. <laughs> but our winner once again, Robert Niblock, Sorry. the chairman of Lowe's Hardware. Parenthetically, the number of people who have written to me to say, by the way, Lowe's sells overpriced crap. You shouldn't buy your stuff there anyway. It's astounding. Nevertheless, they have once again remained silent on their astonishing cowtowing to a tiny Florida lunatic right-wing pressure group, which is run by an admitted porn and masturbation addict, which saw them publicly pull their ads from the TLC cable show, All American Muslim, because the program did not depict enough terrorists to satisfy the psychopathic Islamophobes like Pamela Geller. Lowe's is still trying to stonewall after its caving in was attacked by the Anti-Defamation League and then 32 members of the U.S. Congress, and today by the humanist chaplaincy at Harvard and by Rabbi Mark Schneier, the vice president of the World Jewish Congress. Lowe's is apparently trying to tough this one out, We give this award out every night, and once again, we give it to Robert Niblock, the CEO of Lowe's, today's worst person in the (laughs) world. Remember, don't shop at Lowe's. (laughs)
6: Uh, I want to look that woman up. She sounds familiar. What was her name? Pamela Geller. Hmm. Well, she's on a website called Atlas Shrugs 2000. Let's see. Pamela Geller looks like she's about to turn into a werewolf. Uh, let's see. Um Atlas shrugs blog. Oh, I think I've I've checked out her idiot blog. She has something called the Stop Islamization of America and Park 51. Oh, she's just a fucking paranoid delusion. <laughs> All right, let's go to our Facebook page, the Depository of All Things Inane and Stupid. Let's go down and start with some of the other stuff. How about that? Let's see. Hmm. Here's one from Hannity. What is that? What does it say? Oh, it said the script couldn't run. Uh, I hate that. I'll just click this. And then we'll click this here. Uh, this uh. is um, Sean Hannity being a giant fucking idiot.
0: All right, let me give you one. The Time
7: magazine, Occupy Wall Street, the biggest news story of, of 2011. <laughs> the Republican presidential races two, the economy three, Iraq the long goodbye, Gab Giffords uh, shooting, uh, Penn State, da 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 now you can see the rest. Where is Osama bin Laden? Bar- Barack Obama yeah. and... Thanks getting Osama Thanks to bin George Laden Bush Exa- well, exactly well, the intelligence that George Bush built up, busting that porn king. I can't believe Osama bin Laden was team. huge,
3: yeah, but he was. that's the story like, you know
7: this is you crazy. give credit to Bush because if Obama had his way, we wouldn't have gotten bin Laden. you know that this is like well, no matter <laughs> what Osama bin Laden right. getting him is the number one story <laughs> got go. I would
0: think I mean, great panel guys.
5: Your thoughts. He's a dick. He's <laughs> kind of like an O'Reilly wannabe. Yeah, but he's not good at it. <laughs> you know, he's rude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to get that article I emailed. Oh, right. Okay. Let
6: me uh let me do that. I don't know why it does that. So hey, I'll bet you ten thousand dollars that something or other, yeah. I'm
5: out of touch with society. I'll bet you ten thousand dollars that um, <laughs> Mitt Romney will not become president. Yeah, that's a ten thousand. You know what? I buy that for ten thousand dollars.
6: <laughs> that that little exchange between the two of them is the Dukakis in a tank. But you know what it is. Him. But
5: but here's the thing: it's like it being blown up to what it's been blown up is ridiculous. Like, who cares? Yeah, but that's their job, right? To blow things out of proportion? Yeah. Read that. You know, I'm going to read this headline. Okay. Don't touch that cucumber. Islamic cleric bans women from touching, quote, penis-shaped foods in case it arouses them. How the fuck? I mean, despite my disdain for religion... How the hell do people still do this religion as a club or whatever it is? <laughs> club, um, because it's just why would you hang out? Basically, why would you hang out with these people? I don't know. I mean, how many how many food shaped like cucumbers? Like, I mean, wouldn't really you be able to. Seriously, eat? Seriously, if anything, uh, if anything, okay, hmm. he doesn't want them. I don't think he's trying to prevent them from being aroused. If anything, he's trying to prevent them from being disappointed. <laughs> maybe they could eat gherkins. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> or fuck a gherkin. There was, They're going to look at those cucumbers and go, no, my man doesn't look like that.
6: Well, definitely not with all those. Well, maybe with all those bumps. Who knows? They'd... There was an episode of Metalocalypse where they were talking about foods they would eat, and uh, I think it was Murderface, the bass player, said he... Never eats anything shaped like a sausage or a hot dog because it looks too much like a wang. That's hilarious. In the
5: show, it's funny, but, right? Yeah. But in
6: real life, like this, it's like, I'm fucking
5: kidding me. It's just, it's so stupid. I don't understand. Like, isn't there a line that people go, okay, new rule. This is dumb. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to go be a Baptist. When are the
6: women going to say, we don't want you eating melons then because uh, yeah. we don't want you getting around? Yeah, stop eating cats. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) You want me to read the article? Sure. An Islamic clerk living in Europe has said that women should not be close to bananas or cucumbers in order to avoid any sexual thoughts. Do they
5: realize how stupid they are?
6: No. How stupid they sound? No, because they really honestly are
5: uneducated. I just don't understand i mean i will go to the grave defending that sentence by the way that this guy makes the dude who decided like at PETA to go up against mario and the nintendo game dude
6: really you're gonna credit that to a man i thought PETA was run by women but um um, no no. i'm serious that's all i ever see is women spokesmen (laughs) spokeswomen for PETA. i've never seen a guy talking about about the thing no Maybe Mike Ness. I thought he I got know. on with the, the whole the whole thing. But, but the people that run it, I thought it was all women, because I watched a Penn and Teller show about it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> well, they're matter. They're a good source for... All right, let me get back to this, because we're going to get really misogynistic soon. Uh, the cleric said that these fruits and vegetables resemble the male penis. I As guess opposed you, to the other penis? I guess you definitely couldn't eat a hot dog topped with a mushroom cap, though. I guess not. Um, Try to ask for that at the mall. (laughs) And could arouse women or make them think of sex in a story reported on Egyptian news website uh, Bika Maser, I think. He also added carrots and corrugate to the list of forbidden foods for women. (laughs) There's more. The sheik who was asked how to, quote, control women when they are out shopping for groceries and if holding these items at the market would be bad for them. The cleric answered saying this matter is between them and God, but he'll tell them what to do. right. Right. Answering another question about what to do if women in the family like these foods, the sheik advised the interviewer to take the food and cut it for them in a hidden place so they cannot see it. The opinion has stirred a storm of anger among Muslims online, with hundreds mocking the cleric. All right, good. I like that part of it. Um, craziness. One reader said that these religious, quote, and as in quotes, leaders give Islam a bad name, and another saying he should quit his post immediately. Another dismissed the sheik as merely a publicity seeker. No official responses from Islamic scholars have been made on the statements as of yet. I think the cleric doth protest too much. Maybe he's a eunuch. Oh my god, it's just so ridiculous.
5: Ah, <laughs> uh, let's oh my see. God. <laughs> I don't. I'm just just you. Sorry, I'm just tired. I'm fading fast. Um, keeping up with this. Uh, Saudi woman beheaded for sorcery. Look, you know what? Unless their sorcery resulted in them reattaching their heads, leave them the fuck alone. (laughs) Well, you don't know if
6: they're sorcerers until you Uh, take the head
5: off, right? Clerics got advice from (laughs) Salem resident.
6: Uh, Christian Day, right? That's the guy that's always complaining about Uh, everything.
5: Fat bitch. Uh, No, that's, that's somebody else. No, no, but isn't the Christian day, dude, like a big fat fucker? Oh, sure. A Saudi woman was beheaded
6: Monday after being convicted of practicing sorcery, which is banned in the ultra-conservative
5: kingdom. She was just practicing it. She wasn't doing it. She wasn't that good either. Right. Hence the practicing.
6: The Interior Ministry said, Amina Bint Abdul Halim Nassar. Wow, that was pretty good, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Her last name is Potter.
6: I guess I'm a traitor to my country now. Was executed in the northern province of Joffre, Joff? J-A-W-F. Joff?
5: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
6: For practicing witchcraft and sorcery, the ministry said in a statement carried by SPA State News Agency, it's not clear how many women have been executed in the Desert Kingdom. Wow, that just makes it sound like shit, doesn't it? (sighs) But another woman was beheaded in October for killing her husband by setting his house on fire. Okay, that's something you behead someone for. (laughs) That's not sorcery, though. Okay. (laughs) Amnesty International said the beheading took to 73 the number of executions in Saudi Arabia this year. The London-based human rights watchdog condemned Monday's execution as truly appalling, good thing I didn't read that word incorrectly, and called on the conservative kingdom to urgently halt the practice. The charges of witchcraft and sorcery are not defined as crimes in Saudi Arabia, said Philip Luther, Amnesty's interim director of the Middle East and North Africa. Maybe he ought to just nail something to their door. Nah. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> To use them to subject someone to the cruel and extreme penalty of execution is truly appalling, he added in a statement which stressed the urgent need to stop executions. Rape, murder, apostasy, armed robbery, and drug trafficking are all punishable by death under Saudi Arabia's strict interpretation of Islamic Sharia law. Luther described as deeply disturbing the huge rise in the number of executions in Saudi Arabia. Many of those executed have had no defense lawyer and are not informed about the legal proceedings against them, according to Amnesty. Well, they say, see this sword? Want to see it any closer? Yeah. Uh-huh. While we don't know the details of the acts with, excuse me, which the authorities accused Amina of committing, the charge of sorcery has often been used in Saudi Arabia to punish people, generally after unfair trials, for exercising their rights to freedom of speech or religion. Mm. Earlier this month sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? Earlier this month, Amnesty accused the oil-rich kingdom of conducting a campaign of repression against protesters and reformists
5: since the Arab Spring erupted 12 months ago. They teamed up with very liberal militant (laughs) Muppets. The rights
6: group said Saudi Arabia was one of a minority of states which voted against a U.N. General Assembly resolution last December calling for a worldwide moratorium on executions. Amnesty says Saudi Arabia executed 27 convicts in 2010 compared to 67 executions announced the year before. That's just fucking the comments crazy. say, according to an earlier story, the woman was accused of charging for the use of magic to cure illness. Our TV evangelists better hope this does not catch on yeah, Catch on in the West. Uh, and the next person says, I wonder how much witch finders get paid in Muslim countries. There seems to be a booming business. Twelve virgins <laughs> each. And there just haven't been many job opportunities in the modern world for a few hundred years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not often you get to see a, uh, a, a witch finder general reference yeah, in the comment section. Um, oh, yeah, we get to go down a little bit more. And then we'll then we'll do a break. Okay, because I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay, I figured you were squirming a little over there. <laughs> woman busted for cooking meth inside Tulsa Walmart. That's awesome. <laughs> a woman in Tulsa, Oklahoma, was arrested Thursday for trying to set up a meth lab inside a Walmart. You can get everything at Walmart, <laughs> uh, apparently. Police said security footage showed Elizabeth Alicia Greta Halfmoon. For fuck's sake. I know. 45 in the store for at least six hours gathering the chemicals needed to manufacture methamphetamine. Half moon. That's the problem. Her moon was only half full. Told officers she was too broke to buy the chemicals and take them out of the store. She didn't have the money to make the purchases of the chemicals that were needed. So she was taking what was needed in the bottle. Officer David Shelby told Fox 23's Abby Alford. When I saw her she had just finished mixing sulfuric acid with starter fluid in a bottle. Where do you get sulfuric acid in a Walmart? They told you they saw everything there. That's you must have to crazy. melt down some toys from China or something. When firefighters were on the scene, she made statements to them that is what she was doing. She was attempting to obtain these chemicals and was in the process of trying to manufacture meth. However, she said she was not very good at it. <laughs>
5: Yes, watching episodes of Breaking Bad in slow motion does not help you. No, I'm pretty sure they leave out some critical aspects of the show, of of the process.
6: As she was being escorted to the police cruiser, Alfred caught up with Half Moon and asked her if she was trying to cook meth. I wasn't trying to make meth, Half Moon insisted, but at least one officer probably disagrees. He was taken to a local hospital to be treated for burns after the chemicals ate through his gloves. Nice. Just two days earlier, Half Moon had been released after being arrested in a Smurf sting. That's got to be dirty. Smurf is a term often used for a person recruited to purchase the pseudoephedrine. 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 Yeah. Hey, I got the the, the lady's Arab name medicine. right. So, um, necessary uh, meth. I think that's in my inhaler. Anyway, uh, she's been arrested before for the manufacture of methamphetamine. Shelby told KJRH. Uh, oh wait, is there video? Oh yeah, of this idiot. Oh come on, oh, let's yeah. see it. Uh, earlier this year, police said another man, Glenn Reese, was busted in the same Walmart with a mobile meth lab in his backpack. There have been 1,700 meth lab busts in Tulsa from January 2002 through 2011. Between 2002 and 2005, about 3 to 7% of young adults in Oklahoma self-reported using meth, according to the National Survey of Drug Use and Health. I guess the
5: big question is, why do these people think they live in Alaska? (laughs)
6: Let's see what's going on here. As it loads.
1: Does the cost of quitting smoking no. stop you from trying? Try
6: the new... I'll just mute that. Um, <laughs> I. But you said it. How are you going to hide it in a Walmart? Yeah. I, I don't understand that part of it.
3: All right. Reaches a new low in Tulsa when a woman starts mixing the drug inside a local Walmart.
1: Believe it? She said she was too broke to buy the chemicals and take them outside. A police officer even got chemical burns when responding to the car, to the call that was inside the Walmart store it was she on 81st and Lewis Avenue. Yeah. The woman, 45-year-old Elizabeth Halfmoon, was arrested.
3: Fox 23's Abby Alford is reporting live with this breaking news. Abby, a dangerous situation not like. only for police, but obviously shoppers too
1: speechless and incredibly dangerous and careless. Clay, now police tell me that now they know after looking at surveillance video, they saw Half Moon, also known as Alicia Half Moon, in this Walmart for about six hours, seen dumping meth chemicals into one bottle. Clay, this is what she told police why she was doing it. She was too broke to make meth. Shoppers had no idea this woman was suspected of cooking meth inside this Walmart while they were inside. Was she
5: in the this is a family
4: store.
1: Jessica Fuentes had what her one-year-old son in the store.
4: People need to start thinking. You know,
1: if she has family, she needs to think of her family. If you're broke, do something. Get a job. Do something better with your life. Don't do something like that.
4: It's
5: just wrong.
1: Police say once Walmart so security knew what Elizabeth it. Half Moon was up to, they called
5: police. When I saw her, she had, she had just finished mixing. Uh, she was just finishing up the mixing process of some sulfuric <laughs> acid. <laughs> about uh, with some starter heads. fluid into a bottle and was in the process of taping the cap onto the bottle.
1: To increase the pressure needed to cook meth, They immediately got her and the ingredients out of there before anyone got hurt. No one was evacuated. Uh,
2: is family store again, I just need to think. think wrong. Get a job so and buy the I chemicals to
1: make it. it, like it?
5: Exactly. To
1: make I wasn't trying to make that. however,
5: speaking with some of the firefighters that were on the scene, she made statements to them that that's what <laughs> she was doing. That she was attempting to obtain these chemicals and was in the process of trying to manufacture methamphetamine. However, right. she's said that she was not very good at it. As she was mixing some of <laughs> no the
1: chemicals shit. in the store, you can see how toxic it is. It ate some of the paint off of the shelf. Another officer who responded didn't know exactly what Half Moon made. He's been treated and is okay after getting chemical burns on his hands.
3: Something could have, happened, something could have blown up in there and we would all have been screwed. It's just- something you don't do in a family sport.
5: Oh my God, Jessica Fuentes, shut the fuck up. Please
1: tell me they arrested (laughs) Half Moon last month during a Smurf stink. Smurfs are known among police as recruits or meth cooks who go into pharmacies and buy pseudoephedrine, the main ingredient to make meth that's found in cold and uh, allergy medicine. Now, I just checked my phone and on the jail records, it shows me that she was released two days ago for those charges. I need that app. She's back (laughs) in jail tonight where she faces more meth crimes. We will keep you updated on this developing story. Sure. Reporting live in South Tulsa, I'm Abby Alford, Fox 23 News. Her whole
5: affect is, this isn't the first time there's shit? been
1: meth trouble at this Walmart <laughs> in October. Glenn Reese, Holy who had been shit. arrested for drugs numerous times, was picked up at that Walmart. Police like say really he had a backpack and with an active Kato meth Kalo. lab inside. Yeah. Then a week later, police discovered meth remnants in a network of storm drains not far from 81st and Lewis. Police had to bring in special equipment just to clean up the toxic chemicals.
5: Wow, okay. you can you can actually just For years use you've eaten Angus beef the way
2: the man wants you. Don't too.
5: understand um, what? Um, like, where the fuck was she doing this? Just walking around in a carriage? Looks like on one of the stuff? shelves. I mean, w- six hours. Worst <laughs> worst Walmart employees ever.
6: Well, maybe they were the customers. Oh if she couldn't God. afford to buy the chemicals, she could make the meth, yeah, and then buy the bottles later, right? I don't know. I thought I thought making meth had yeah, you needed like a lot of a lot of fire and all kinds of stuff that like really you can't set up at Walmart. Yeah. I, it's not something you put in a bottle and shake up like Moe's yeah. secret cocktail in the <laughs> Simpsons. Oh my god. Fucking awesome though, huh? That's people get I swear people get dumber and dumber every week or or the people that listen find some of the best shit to share yeah, with I us. I know, huh. All right. Oh, Anthony posted that story and he just right now posted another one. So, let's do a break and um we'll be right back.
2: Love is a burning thing. The ring of fire, the ring of fire.
7: Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are you see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions but what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts
0: a podcast about television a podcast about films a podcast about music a podcast
4: about books
7: does that answer your question sincerely yours the podcast podcast the Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E.
4: Mm.
1: this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You wanna be me.
3: Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I?
1: I just don't know anymore. Uh, I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview.
3: Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee.
1: Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. (laughs) The right or the left? I don't
4: know. That's the smell
1: of failure. Failure smells like dove.
3: Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your
1: resentment is delicious.
3: Visit gleecast.potomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's Gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com.
2: Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies
1: limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards.
3: We're working on that.
7: Good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much.
2: Like a child. Oh, but the fire went wild. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire.
6: It will be, but we're not there yet. No, I know. (laughs) All
5: right, where are we? What do we got? Um, Let me see. Let's get rid of that. Hey, Um, did you hear that in front of um, Mission Impossible? They're doing the prologue to the new Batman movie? Yeah, and I read all about
6: it, a whole big description of it. So I don't need to go see it.
5: (laughs) I want to see Mission Impossible
6: anyway. (laughs) I kind of fell off after the second one and it never got me back in the second one was fucking terrible i don't know um did you see the second one
5: yeah i saw the second one i liked it it was fine uh halfway through i forgot what the fuck they were doing oh yeah what are they doing i never would know what they're doing what are they doing um
6: let's see meatloaf okay that's the tom cruise give me the meat oh here we go this is a good one to start with this is anthony again um reporting only the best of the best of the fucking assholes in the world, GOP state representative beats his mentally disabled son, kicks him in the ribs outside of a restaurant. (laughs) Fortunately, the ribs were in a takeout bag. No, it's not going to be that kind of story. State representative Bob Nicholas, um, a Republican from Cheyenne, was arrested the day before Thanksgiving for viciously beating his nine-year-old son while on vacation in Florida. What is it about Florida that does that to people? Not the happiest place on earth for that kid. Several witnesses saw Representative Nicholas punch his son, push or knock him to the ground, and then kick him at least five times. The police found that the son had abrasions and welts on his neck, as well as foot-sized marks on his rib cage, with what appeared to be pattern of shoelaces imprinted on it. That's a fucking hard wow. kick. Abusing a mentally disabled adult is a third-degree felony in the state of Florida. Nichols was arrested on Thanksgiving on a $20,000 bail. Nichols intends to fight the charges and denies any wrongdoing. And here's a quote. This is an instance of perception and reality being two very different things. So what, the kid asked for it? I guess. Hey, let's fake fight. <laughs> that shit don't happen. He added, patrons at the restaurant obviously felt I was being too physical with him and called law enforcement not knowing the circumstances. I may have done the same thing. <laughs> hey, look, my boy was just being a dick. <laughs> Nicholson suffers from seizures and has a condition similar to autism. Uh, and the writer of the article says, While I myself am relatively new to the world of having an autistic child, I'm fairly certain that kicking one hard enough to leave the imprint of your shoelaces is not a recommended form yeah, of therapy. I, I'm pretty sure that's not. I'll ask Julie. But... I'm pretty sure it was, she has that on her not-to-do list yeah. when, she, when she helps the kids out. Uh, and falls far outside the boundaries of corporal punishment, as Nichols disingenuously describes it. Representative Nichols, Nicholas, I give a fuck, expects to have the matter settled before his court date in late December and has stated he will not resign his seat. I don't think I committed a crime, so why would I, was his response when asked. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's how he said it, too.
5: I just don't understand why this guy is such a
6: fucking asshole. <sighs> Because having a kid with disabilities is it's such a drain on him, and how dare he have to put up with that shit?
4: <laughs>
6: uh, okay,
4: your yes.
5: punishment is that your nine year old gets to kick you into tomorrow <laughs> with an aluminum
6: bat. This was posted like right after we um, after we finished recording. Rick Santorum says science
5: should get out of politics. (coughs) Ah, poor delusional Rick Santorum. The minute you take religion out, we'll take science out, you fucking psycho. Rick Santorum
6: is known for his insistence that religion has an important place in political life, and also for criticizing various examples of scientific consensus, such as evolution, global warming, stem cell research, human sexuality, and other matters. But in his latest pronouncement, he might have just outdone himself the Des Moines Register, Reports from a Santorum campaign stop at the university we call that a skid mark uh-huh. of Northern Iowa, where he talked about education.
4: Blah, blah blah blah.
6: Oh, sorry. That's that's gonna. I'm gonna do that till you laugh. <laughs> yeah. Discussing controversial classroom subjects such as evolution and global warming, <sighs> Santorum said he suggested that science should get out of politics, and he is opposed to teaching. To yeah, to teaching that provides a politically correct perspective. You see why I was confused there? Yeah. It's hard not to think here of the Simpsons and a line from their famous educational expert, Superintendent Chalmers. Thank the Lord? That sounded like a prayer. A prayer. A prayer in public school? God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place with an organized religion. <laughs> I can't do Chalmers' voice, but I tried to add the uh, emphasis
5: Oh, that was pretty good.
6: <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> so, Rick Santorum, you go fuck yourself. Um, oh, my God, I didn't see this. Anthony is a fucking wealth of stories here. Um. Rick Santorum, see, we're keeping a theme here. Yeah. We don't need food stamps because obesity rates are so high. Rick do I don't get
5: that? I just, I just, every article. I'm sorry, every article coming out of the Republican Party, it sounds like a headline from the Onion. It really does. It really does. Let's see what he it, had to really, say. What, why doesn't he just say, you know what, the poor should just, you know, they should just eat the babies. It'll control the population and solve hunger. Let me paraphrase what Rick
6: Santorum said. All y'all fuckers are too fat. Yeah. Speaking in Lamar's, Iowa, on Monday, Rick Santorum promised to significantly reduce the federal funding for food stamps, arguing that the nation's increasing
5: obesity rates render the program unnecessary. Actually, you know what they should do? They should make it um, take things, uh, certain things out of the program that food stamps can buy. Yeah. Okay? Like fattening foods? Exactly. Mm. Okay? Because you really shouldn't be buying Twinkies with food stamps. Yeah. Um,
6: I noticed when um, when we had less money, I actually gained more weight because of the shit I ate. Yeah, because it's cheap. Yeah, and, and quick, and it's not nutritious. Right. Santorum told the group he would cut the food stamp program, describing it as one of the fastest growing programs in Washington D.C. Forty-eight million people are on food stamps in a country with three hundred million people, said Santorum. If hunger is a problem in America, then why do we have an obesity problem among the people? Who we say have a hunger problem, Santorum asked. Don't you just want to punch this fucker right in the face yeah. until he throws up? That would be a lot these of punching. People are,
5: these people are
6: poor. <clears throat> they have no right to be fat. Exactly. They have no right to be poor either. Just get them the fuck out of here. Go it's, clean the schools. It's it's not, it's It shouldn't be called the Republican Party anymore. It should be called the Scrooge Party. Seriously? Aren't there labor camps? <laughs> Are there no poorhouses? I know. Have you not bullets in your guns, sir? <laughs> the cost of the food stamp pro- program, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. has Ooh. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to snap him back into reality. Has jumped because more Americans are out of work and wages are down, not because of obesity rates. Re- that's it. That, why? You, you don't that's a really bad sentence yeah but you don't even need to
5: explain
6: that shit like any well you do if you're rick santorum i guess
5: the to thing is though they're they're two totally different things and yeah. Rick santorum is not that's not the point that he's making i mean this that that that, that example is is like saying well uh mm. you know apples taste a certain way because oranges are different
4: <laughs> what
5: yeah yeah,
6: well, we yeah, all right. Fuck this. Let's let's move on. Um, hmm. adopt an atheist. I think we talked about that. Um, hmm. Oh, okay. Then we're down to the Muppets, and uh, the Commune Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Want some more Saudi Arabia stuff, or you want to go to something different? I don't know. I'm sick of Saudi Arabia. Those okay. people are fucking nuts. Let's go up to the top. Here's one that Anthony uh, posted. Uh, 55 minutes ago, so he'll know exactly when we did the show. Boy dies after choosing
5: prayer over medicine. Oh, yeah, I heard about this story. <laughs> oh, my
6: God, is this a true story? I don't know. I, don't I hate know. it when we report shit and it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a 16-year-old boy in Oregon died of a treatable urinary tract condition after... Do you after- know what his last words were? Damn it. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, You owe me, what well, probably would have been the next thing, huh? Yeah. A 60-year-old boy in Oregon died of a treatable urinary tract condition. Last words <laughs> are real. What's up, Doc? After he refused medical help, believing prayer would heal his illness. Medical examiner Dr. Clifford Nelson called the death of 16-year-old Neil Beagley on June 17th an absolute waste of a young life. He said that the boy died of a simple urinary tract condition that could have been treated easily with a catheter. Without treatment, the boy was unable to urinate for holy shit a week. That's terrible. He suffered stomach pains and shortness of breath until the toxins in his blood caused heart failure. Beagley and his family are members of the Oregon City followers of We're Dumbasses of <laughs> Christ Church and believe That's that prayer
5: advertising
6: non-medical treatment if that was only the real name. And it is the best way to cure prayer is the best way to uh cure illness. Beagley's niece 15-month-old Ava Worthington died in March of an untreated bronchial infection and her parents have been charged with manslaughter. Good. However, Oregon law states that children over the age of 14 can make their own decisions about treatments so Beagley's
5: parents will not face charges. 14. You're going to leave this decision to a 14-year-old. Yeah. yeah. All of the
6: interviews from last night are that he did, in fact, refuse treatment, Police Sergeant Lynn Benton said. However, Ava Worthington was not old enough to legally request or refuse treatment, and her parents will be tried in January. Oh, I really want to, I want to see how this one comes out. Um, their defense lawyer says that their constitutional right to religious freedom has been violated and that they've been called upon by God to face this challenge. Oh, fuck you. And they have set up a website to help a prison. Oh, really? Sorry, I just had a, a J moment. Uh-huh. Oh? <laughs> they have set up a website to help present their case to the public and raise money for their cause. Uh, Clicky click. Click. Oh, it's opened up in a whole new Please window. Please don't make me
5: tag aspirin. Mark C.
6: Kogan Law Office. Carl Brent Worthington and wife Raylene oh, Marie Worthington. Rehash are, the details. Are indicted on charges of manslaughter. Um, let's see. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 God, blah, blah, blah.
6: Oh, you can't put comments on his law office web page. Mm, That's his law blog. Law blog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. A former follower of Christ Church member says that the whole group is a cult, but defends the Worthingtons. Wow. She says Ava's parents are victims too, victims of the church, and they were just following their beliefs that they've been taught since they were born. A catheter would have prevented the heart failure that killed 16-year-old Neil Bigley of Gladstone, Oregon. But he and his parents, who belong to a faith-healing church, never sought medical treatment for the urinary tract condition that poisoned his organs. His parents are not legally responsible for his death. Why don't you rehash the whole fucking article, huh? See what we got down here. No comments. Oh, what the hell? Oh, here's one. A former member of the Followers of, church, of of Christ Church came forth and called the group a cult. That woman, who refused to be named, spoke up after the March death of Bigley's niece, 15-month-old Ava. After Ava's parents had been indicted on criminal charges, the former church member said her parents are victims too, victims of the church, and they were just following their beliefs. Now, okay, between you and me... There is nothing that anyone could 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 say to convince me not
5: to take my kids to a fucking doctor. Right. I think that protecting your kid in the most logical way available uh supersedes any religious Yes yeah. anything. I mean she had I'm cause I'm sick of this bullshit. Oh, it's God's plan. Oh, it's God you know That is that is God, just you know fuck God's plan. God's you know plan this, is bullshit. God works that, in mysterious ways. You know, it's it, God's oh, plan. It's 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 a way that people say, Oh, you know what? Um I don't have to try and deal with it. This it's is all, laziness. It's you know what it is? It's it's it you lack responsibility. Well, yeah, but I mean it's anything though. It's just because because one of my early arguments when I You know, started toying with the idea of not believing in God or Mm -hmm. questioning things. I'd ask my sister, like, okay, uh, my my grandmother's second husband, nicest guy in the world, right? Out of nowhere, bam! Mm -hmm. Stroke takes him down. All right, he's in a hospital for like seven years, right? Okay, Um, why why does that happen? You know, my grandmother went for like the first like probably three or four years. She was up there. Every day. Mm. Okay. And like, she was either taking buses, somebody gave her a ride and then it was every Sunday. Mm. So I asked my system just like, why, why? So what is God's plan with this? What? Yeah. Seriously. You know what? Just to, so that Nan really knows all the fucking bus routes. Like <laughs> what,
0: what, what is, what that's,
5: is, that's good. what is God's plan here? What is the, can I, can I guess what the answer was? What? Well, God's mysterious. Yeah. It's well. it's was just like, well, you know, to teach. You know, I'm sorry. It's all bullshit. It's all yeah. a way to explain and swallow the the difficult stuff. Mm. Okay. The
6: smartest thing. The smartest thing that that somebody can say when asked a question that they don't know the answer to is not to come up with some mystical fucking fairy tale bullshit. What Jesus it's, is magic. It's to say, well, according to a Jew. Yeah. That's Sarah Silverman. Not, I'm yeah. just not being, you know. The smartest thing somebody can say is, I don't know, but let's try to figure it out. But it's, it's just, but it's, it's bullshit. Here's why they should lose their case. They're claiming it's their constitutional right to freedom of religion. Doesn't the child have a choice too? <laughs> so the child was denied their rights. She's fourteen months old. She can't decide on her own. Right. You need to make the best, most informed exactly decision. For her. So they're gonna lose. People go to
5: jail. They better. And oh, I because then what's to stop anybody from doing anything based on their religious beliefs?
6: Well, that that is that is the thing, isn't it? Because you see all these fucking idiots out there running around saying there's a war on Christmas. The atheists are coming to get us. No, you know what, fuckers? You've had a monopoly for way too long. The
5: atheists, really, we're not coming to get you, okay? Quite frankly, I don't give a shit that you're there. Mm. I don't care what you do on Sunday morning. I really, really don't. Mm. You want to go? Just go. Just leave me the fuck out of it. I don't. Need to listen to it. But you're a, you're a godless heathen with no morals. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> what does that have to do with me being an atheist? I'm not really sure. <laughs> that's just me being an asshole. Yeah, that's true. But sadly, a lot of religious people are assholes, too. But no, but, but, but you know what it is? Hmm. It's like a lot of people are assholes. Yes. Religious, non religious, black, white, yellow, gay, straight, who the fuck cares? Okay? Well yeah. There's a lot of assholes out there. There's a lot of good people out there. You yeah. know?
6: And a lot of a lot of people use religion so they can continue to be assholes. Exactly. Here's one that I that has a video attached to it and it the, the, the headline fascinates me and I did not I, I did not read any of it. I don't honestly even know if this could be true. Rosemount High kissing prank tricks kids into making out with mom and dad. What? I don't know. This seems like another Onion story. Yeah, it seems. I just this looks stupid. Officials from Rosemont High School are apologizing for a so-called prank that will almost surely lead to a lifetime of awkward family gatherings and thousands of hours of therapy for the students involved. At an end of the year pep fest last week, a group of winter winters. Sports captains were blindfolded in the school gym in front of their peers and told they would be receiving a kiss from a special someone. These poor kids reasonably assumed they were about to make out with their classmates, but the assembly organizers had something else in mind, their parents. Footage of the assembly shows a scene that would make even Sigmund Freud cringe. Dads kissing daughters, mothers kissing sons. These are not just innocent pecks on the lips. The parents are uh, intimately... Lip locking their children for several seconds. Why would they do that if are they blindfolded too?
5: Looks like it. I hope so. Who do they think they're kissing? Uh, well, let's see. Um, one even
6: progresses to rolling around on the gym floor. In another instance, a mother moves her son's hands south so he's gripping her butt. its it just has to be fake. After the makeout sessions comes to an end, the still-blindfolded kids are asked to guess who kissed them. Um, they had luscious lips, says one poor soul. This can't be real. I don't, I don't. Shall we
5: play the video? Yeah, may as well. Just to see if the parents were blindfolded, because if not, then that's just
4: fucked up. Yeah. Does that go full screen?
6: Yeah, but I don't know what it'll do to anything else. I don't want to mess up the uh, recording here. Then the... The parents weren't Um, (laughs) (laughs) blindfolded.
4: Let's see, rose gold.
5: Yeah, that's all it says. That's just, just, I don't get. That's just weird yeah what are the comments um why would parents agree to this yeah that's a really good question
6: um why would you do that why would they do that to give sanctimonious outsiders
5: something gross to freak out on that's why (laughs) it's not being sanctimonious it's me being fucking normal ish i
6: don't understand Uh, sorry, uh, none of the comments are really worth yeah. like reading. I'm just skimming through them here. Um, I, 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 have to just do a quick search here and um see if this is like anywhere else because everybody in that auditorium. Yeah, it's on more than one site. This is Pioneer Press which is um dot twincities.com and there's the same video. Yeah. Um Yeah, everybody in that gym should be fired.
5: Yeah, definitely. I
6: think and um yeah, that and all of the parents,
5: I, yeah, they should be slapped on their kidding me? faces
6: hard twice. Very weird. All right, let me see. We got to have something else here. Oh, yeah, this has a whole bunch of comments here. Um, Come on, load. This is from Australia. We're treated to a picture of Velociraptors and Dr. Grant. Um, Primary school students are being taught that man and dinosaurs walk the earth together, and there's a fossil evidence to prove it. This is in Australia. I'm sorry, Australia. You're getting all our crazy people. Uh, fundamentalist Christians are hijacking religious instruction, or RI, classes in Queensland, despite education experts saying creationism and attempts to convert children to Christianity have no place in state schools. Students have been told Noah collected dinosaur eggs to bring on the ark, and Adam and Eve were not eaten by dinosaurs
5: because... You want to guess why? Um, because... They were taken away in a spaceship. That's that's <laughs> sounds more realistic.
6: <laughs> because they were under a protective spell.
3: Oh
6: you get it now, right? Of course. Yeah.
3: Fucking Do they even read what they write?
6: No, it's desperate retconning of everything, isn't it? Critics are calling for the RI program to be scrapped after claims emerged Christian lay people are feeding children misinformation, otherwise known as bullshit. About 80% of children at state or primary schools attend one half-hour instruction a week, open to any interested layperson to conduct. Many of the instructors are from Pentecostal churches. Oh, come on education queensland is aware that creationism is being taught by some religious instructors but said parents could opt out actually i would have the kids take the class so they could come home and tell me all the ridiculous shit and we could just laugh at it (laughs) over the dinner table
5: dinosaurs seriously with people yeah one guy would even slide down the back of one on his way out of work And that's before he punched
6: the stone time card in the toothed bird's mouth, right? Playing a record with a beak. (laughs) It's a living. (laughs) Australian secular lobby president Hugh Wilson said children were ostracized and discriminated against if they were pulled out of class. That's why you got to teach your kids how to beat the fuck out of people. First person that makes fun of you, pop right in the mouth. Uh, King's Christian Church youth worker Dustin Bell said he taught about creation in Sunshine Coast schools. Set Free Christian Church's Tim McKenzie said when students questioned him why dinosaur fossils carbon dated as earlier than man, he replied that the Great Flood must have skewed the data. Well, here's the thing. Um, Dinosaur fossils don't have carbon in them because they've turned to stone. So you can't carbon date them. That's a little misconception there. There's other kind of dating that you can do, but not carbon dating. Queensland Teacher Union President Steve Ryan said teachers were sometimes compelled to supervise the instructors, quote, because of all the fire and brimstone stuff. Mr. Ryan said education Queensland has deemed R.I. a must have, though teachers would prefer to spend the time on curriculum. Yeah, teach them shit they need to know for real. Buddhist Council of Queensland President Jim Ferguson. Buddhist Council of Queensland President Jim Ferguson said he was so disturbed that creationism was being aired in a state school classrooms that he would bring it up at the next meeting of the Religious Education Advisory Committee, part of Education Queensland. He said RI was supposed to be a forum for multi faith discussion. It is multi faith as long as it's the one we like. Education Queensland Assistant Director General Petrea Walton said creationism was part of some faiths and therefore was part of some teaching. New research shows three in ten Australians believe dinosaurs and man did exist at the same time. So next time everybody in Australia goes out, uh, smack the first three people you see. Then, you know, count the next one, four, five, six, seven. When you get to ten, smack three more people. Tell them Jurassic Park was a fantasy. Um, the survey by the Federation of Australian Scientific and Technological Societies shows a worrying, that's in quotes, worrying lack of basic scientific principles. The research underscores the need for students to be exposed to science and mathematics through a well resourced education system rather than learning about science through Jurassic Park.
4: (laughs) That's awesome.
6: That is awesome. Uh, The FAST's president, Dr. Kathy Foley, said, PhD researcher Kathy Byrne found a NSW-based survey that scripture teachers tended to discourage questioning, emphasize submission to authority, and excluded different beliefs. She said 70% of scripture teachers thought children should be taught the Bible as historical fact. So if they want to discourage questioning and emphasize submission, shouldn't they just go into S&M? I guess. I mean, they could wear a cross while they do it. Uh, they do wear black. The safe word is stigmata.
5: <laughs> a
6: parent of a year five student on the Sunshine Coast said his daughter was ostracized to the library after arguing with her scripture teacher about DNA. The scripture teacher told the class that all people were descended from Adam and Eve, he said. My daughter rightly pointed out, as I had been teaching her about DNA and science, that wouldn't they all be inbred? That's awesome.
5: You but, go to the office, little girl.
6: But the teacher replied that DNA wasn't invented then. <sighs>
5: Well, they didn't have the DNA back then. They didn't <laughs> after, have it. And, and everything was in black and white, too. Yeah. After the parent you complained. Could, uh, you could see an example of this in the documentary called Pleasantville.
2: <laughs> after starring the
5: Spider-Man. After the parent, well, one of the Spider-Men.
6: One of the Spider-Men. After the parent complained, the girl spent the rest of the year's classes in the library, where she slowly became smarter and smarter than everyone else. She is now the smartest year five student ever. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Holy fuck, Australia. Are you kidding me? Oh. So Shane posted that and he said, Oi, America, get you crazy out of our country. We don't mind your clothes, TV, music, movies, and fast food. But the moment your batshit religious nuttery seeps in is when I step up and say no more. That's fair. That's absolutely fair.
5: Are crazy. Oh,
6: one more, and then we'll do a break. Okay, I like this one. Anthony posts the best shit. AFA spokesman Brian Fisher, who I will fight if I ever see and recognize him, or if he comes up and tells AFA me who he is. is, I think it's the American Family Association. Oh yeah. Um, says people who disliked Rick Perry's anti-gay ad approve of bestiality.
5: Huh? How, how does he make that leap? Into- and. <laughs> Let's... Animal fucking. It. Shall we find out? All <laughs> right. Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> so far...
6: That
4: was so much funnier than that, I wanted that to That was be. terrible.
5: That was
6: disgusting. This was on the 13th, so this was four days ago. Oh, sorry. Now five, because it's after midnight. So far, over 640,000 people have clicked dislike on Rick Perry's Brookback Mountain video on YouTube. Making it the most disliked video on the internet. That is awesome. I, I know I disliked it. But according to Brian Fisher of the hate group, the American Family Association, I was right. If you are one of the people who click dislike, you support man on beast sex. So uh, I don't think that's what it means. No, the the werewolf has nothing to do with this. Yeah. Now why is it the second time werewolves have come up? On his radio show on Monday, Brian Fisher couldn't resist the urge to talk about bestiality and how anyone who disliked the Perry ad supposedly supports
5: it. Now, I, I like the ad, and I uh, I do not enjoy <laughs> fucking a goat. <laughs> when so I have to, I it, do. It stands to reason that if I did not like the ad, then I probably would then enjoy goat fucking. <laughs> he
4: fantasized. <It's> math.
5: <laughs> yeah, look it up.
6: He fantasized heavily about the kinds of bestiality that us haters must advocate, such as soldiers having sex with animals and sodomy. Here's what Fisher had to say. As long
5: as they love each other.
6: Exactly. So 640,000 people have gone to that video just to say, I hate this thing. I hate the guy that made it. I hate the message here. I want sexual deviancy widespread in the military. I'm fine with the repeal of the ban on sodomy, the repeal on the ban of bestiality. That's a leap. I'm fine with people in the military have... Uh, Reverend Scott, please. Please. Because <laughs> this is just... He's just writing this shit down. All right, I need to take this whole section. Bestiality, bestiality, um, bestiality. <laughs> I'm fine with the people in the military having sex with animals. I'm down <laughs> with that. I'm for that. Makes me want to now
5: run and go see War Horse. Oh! Oh, there's not enough women in it. <laughs> I'm against anybody. What are saving Private Ryan
6: for? Hmm. I'm against anybody who would want to restrain any of that. He has a video, but I don't even want to hear his voice. Brian Fisher is assuming that everyone who disliked the Perriette has to be a practitioner or supporter of bestiality. Too bad he has no proof to back up his hateful claim. The only thing the the statistics prove, that's tough, is people hate bigotry. Fisher is a black-hearted human being and has no business calling himself a Christian. Hate is not a Christian value. When are they going to learn that? I don't know. It's not a family value either. Of course, Fisher isn't the only one who can make assumptions. Couldn't it it be that anyone who liked the Perry ad obviously wants to have a Brokeback Mountain moment with Rick Perry? I wonder if Fisher clicked the like. Fisher is obsessed with the LGBT community, and he's been talking about Perry quite a bit lately. But since Brian Fisher likes, to, likes playing the bestiality card, <laughs> I would bet good money right now that Brian Fisher has a thing for animals too. He is constantly talking about bestiality and seems to be obsessed with it. Either Fisher has man on
5: beast Tourette's, well, the animals in his neighborhood must be mighty terrified I just, of him. I just think it's one of those things that, you know, he just looks for any opportunity to bring it up. So, how's the weather? Well, it's good weather if you're going to fuck a goat. Exactly. See that cloud right there? That's it looks fair. like a sheep,
6: doesn't it? You know what? I'd do that sheep. I'd fuck that cloud. Only if it was legal. Oh, yeah. Why isn't it legal? Break time. you know people i really honestly think that that you people should look and see how often certain people bring up that they're anti-gay like santorum and bachman romney like it depends what day of the week it is yeah um but santorum and bachman are like two of the and perry it's like Okay, you, you've denied it way too much. Yeah, you're gay. Way too you're much. Gay. In fact, that is the thing that makes you gay. <laughs> really? If you deny it too much? Well, it's another one. It's automatic? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Huh.
6: All right. All right. Okay, so uh, break. Break. Let's see if I can do this the right way this time. All right, here we go.
4: We to you, as is public in- Just really It's
6: isn't. not visually striking. No. no just just getting confirmation. It's just eating, that's the third time though. I mean I must is this on. You can find us at chinstroker versus dot So come and share the victory. If you could f any man in film, who would
0: it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret.
7: Outcast podcast features the dark track of the week one song selected from the dark underground from ethereal and gothic rock to industrial and future pop dark track of the week just one more reason to listen to the podcast where geek needs god. this is a great chunk film from the girls on film radio are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts we just listened to what the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema had to say about the girls on film radio
0: a lot of good meat in there there's a lot of good meat in there that the girls talk about yeah, it has got a lot of
6: nice meat over there at the podcast yeah yeah <laughs>
7: So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girls on Film.
6: a little um, live anthrax and public enemy. I like that song a lot. So um,
5: I hope you like reading. Oh, my God. Here we go. I am already tired of the sound of my own voice. (laughs) Well, I have no
6: voicemail except for the one. So I hate these lights. I know, but I can't see otherwise. I know you're old. I am old. All right. Speaking yeah, of old, I'm going to cross that threshold in April. What? Oh, 40? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. It doesn't feel like it. I feel like I'm in my like late 20s, early 30s still. I feel like I'm 12. Yeah, but then when it gets cold, you feel like you're like 2,047 years old. I
5: am 2,000-year-old man. <laughs> actually, wait. I actually feel like I'm 12 because I'm just wait, jacking wait. off all the time. Wait, wait. Hold on. Word, word, word.
6: Christopher Hitchens died today.
5: Oh, Really? Huh.
6: Well, there's a moment of silence for him. There it is. <laughs> if I still smoked, I would light up right now, but I don't <laughs> because I want to live longer than he did. Yeah. It's uh, 1949 to 2011. I don't know right. if it was um yesterday or today because... Uh, I hate when you click on stuff and it's not readily available. Yeah. That's too bad. I love, well, we'll always have the, the, the videos and audio clips and yeah. books and stuff. He was brilliant.
5: All right. This one is from James the Dork. All right. The subject line oh, is. By the way, when you were talking about
6: Orphan and yeah. I uh, he had started to compose a response about how much of an idiot and wrong I was. And then I corrected myself. Ah, so that's I, funny. I'm like, oh, thank God. I knew somebody would have called me out on that.
5: The subject line is, uh, I'm going to sound like an asshole. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Seriously. The, quote, in this economy, end quote, argument is irrelevant to the Black Friday discussion. What that discussion is really about is the entitlement of the American worker that leads them Leads to them feeling like they can piss and moan about working conditions other people would consider heavenly. Mm. The reason migrant workers get so much farm work is not because they'll work for slave wages and no benefits. It's because they'll work. Those people will take that horrible job. Most legal citizens in this country, myself included, would sooner mm. live in a box under a bridge than do, mm. and they will kill themselves to make sure they do it well and get paid. If Target guy or anyone else in this country is not happy with their working conditions, please quit. Someone out there is trying to feed their kids and can't find a job would happily go to work black friday at target yeah christmas day too i get that there should be standards for working conditions and that bosses shouldn't be able to subject you to inhumane working conditions to keep getting a paycheck but god damn it having to go to bed early on thanksgiving doesn't fucking qualify Hmm. i worked as 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 a security guard for a time when i was in college and i once went to work uh, went to Thanksgiving dinner in my uniform because I knew I wouldn't have time to change before I needed to head to work that night. I didn't stage a protest or cry to my boss. Point of fact, I volunteered to work on Thanksgiving so I could get double pay mm. because he would have fired my ass on the spot.
4: <laughs> I ate
5: dinner, had some laughs, hugged my family, went to work. That's what a job is. It's fucking work. It's mm-hmm. not time to hang out with your friends or text your girlfriend. It's what you do to put money in your pocket, to pay your bills, and support your family. Black Friday sucks, I agree. Mm. However, we have no one to blame for how much it sucks but ourselves. If you've ever bought anything on Black Friday, forces of South Park for 10 bucks each, then you're part <laughs> of the problem. My guess is if Target Boy wasn't at work during Black Friday, he'd have been out there with the rest of us, willingly feeding all our hard-earned money back to the upper 1%. Or at least online. James the dork. P.S. I felt mm. the need to make up for my short and sweet one last week. <laughs> oh, um.
6: I just want to read this headline, because I'm flipping through. I, I I just arrowed down on Facebook there uh-huh. real quick. Herman Caden says Democrats helped derail his campaign because he's black.
5: Oh, really? Yeah, you know how the Democrats are with the blacks. Hey, no, no, that's Donald Trump with his blacks. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this Fucking next Laura. one is from Rich. Yeah. Child labor law and newt. Newt Schmuckrich. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hi, guys. Is. I'll add one more thing to your commentary on Newt and his statements that might make me part of that asshole's fan base in some eyes, but so be it. For all those things that the kids are doing, pay them. We want child labor laws to stop assholes from exploiting our kids, but the flip side is that we as adults don't do our jobs simply because we're part of some larger undefined community. Mm. We do them to get paid because our productive addition to this world is worth something. My view, it's wrong to have kids doing work for no compensation because that teaches the absolute wrong message. Mm. It's like having interns. They should let people benefit from your work but not pay for it on any level. Mm. I know more than a few businesses who would love to teach kids that. If they're going to do something productive, they should be paid for it plain and simple. With that, teach them it's good to share.
4: Mm. But you
5: can't share if at first you haven't earned
6: Part part of the reason and part of the thing that that really killed me about when I was in art school was that um, a lot of places wanted you to come in on an internship, um, like five days a week, come in and learn the business on an internship. And my response to that (coughs) always hands down was, how the fuck am I going to pay my bills? You want me to come work for you for free, do your job, help your office run efficiently, and I'm not going to get paid? Now I'm at a a museum, not a fucking design studio or (laughs) anything. I think interns, the concept of interns should be gone.
5: Well, there are lots of paid internships, too.
6: Now? (laughs) Yeah. But there's still a lot of unpaid ones. Like in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of unpaid interns. Fuck that. Without your interns, you're going to have to go get your own shit. Yeah. I don't I don't like the idea of internships at all unless it's paid. If it's paid, that's fine, but then that's just called a probation period, isn't it? Anyway. Anyway. You have a very long and well thought out response to born and a a half
5: lot pages, of stuff. So
6: you tell me if you want to switch off at any
5: point. Here we go. Um who is it from? This is from Rich. Okay. Uh that we just heard from. It says globalization, deregulation. Oh, I think
6: those were his notes about things he wanted to touch on. So I don't know if you have to read that part.
5: All right. Hey, Frank and Chris. Ian brought up some issues. I'll try and address them.
6: Okay. (laughs) Get comfortable.
5: Oh, shit. For his point on the tragedy of the commons, I can only refer him to the dictionary definition or Garrett Hardin's initial essay on the subject. They all refer to an overuse of a resource due to lack of ownership at common access. It's a jargon term with specific meaning. It doesn't just mean a tragedy that's common amongst people because shit happened or people acted in such a way they thought was good, but wasn't. Classic examples are public parks that go to seed or publicly owned forests they clear cut to hell. No one owns the long-term capital interest of the resources, so no one limits use, and it eventually gets overused and destroyed. Even the wiki gets this one right. Okay. This is still all relatively new to me, so I don't have an opinion. His point on local investment versus local spending doesn't address the points I made, and he brings up the multiplier again and concentrates on local spending. Spending doesn't drive growth in an economy. Savings does. This is the fundamental issue, admittedly, that modern Keynesian monetarists like Ian and classical Austrian types like myself disagree on. You can demonstrate my point two ways you're on a desert island and every day you work 16 hours to get eight coconuts and eight fish, an hour for each individual good essentially, and consume them all that very day, are you better off that next day? No. If you dried one fish and didn't eat one coconut, would you be better off the next day? Yes. You'd have two hours free to sleep, hang on the beach, or do whatever. Or you could get by on a little less like that for a while, save a week's worth of fish and coconuts and when you had all that savings, you could live off it while building a net. Who is a net? No. Finish that in a week. She's and on now, the beach. I know. Finish that in a week, and now you have a net, and let's catch catch a catch four fish per hour instead of one. That's basic distinction between spending and saving. You need to save first to produce more later. Hmm. Simply sitting in a state const- of constant spending or consumption leaves no resources to devote to making yourself more productive, so you don't have to work sixteen hours a day anymore. You can see this distinction looking at modern GDP numbers using a method outlined by Professor George Reisman. The way the government presents the figures looks like it cons- looks like it's. Cum- oh, ah. You want to switch off already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of that. The, first started paragraph there okay um the way the government presents the figures it looks
6: like the consumer spending plus some government spending is the entirety of the economy when you break out the figures though that's usually less than a third and sometimes a quarter of the actual spending of the economy the i don't like this font that it's printed and it's kind of blurs together (laughs) that's totally my fault so The majority of spending is subsumed under net domestic investment, which represents a massive portion. I hope Rich knows that we don't give college credit because, damn. Um, The majority of spending is subsumed under net domestic investment, which represents a massive portion of the economy and includes every purchase and sale made by entrepreneurs in furtherance of business goals. All that spending, which is conveniently canceled out in the final tally because of the simple algebraic formulation of the economy allows it, would not be possible if people hadn't saved first. The spending that occurs under net investment is only possible because of the fish and coconuts you didn't eat but deliberately saved to fund future activity. Ian's contrasting of Wall Street to a rural state is off base. Investment is any productive expenditure. You don't have to go to Wall Street to invest. You just have to buy new shelves for your store. And again, that I can see that. What makes that worth it or not is whether or not what you're producing is worth it or not. If it's worth it, the money will stay and the savings will be available. If it's not, the money will leave. But you can't corral it like a good set of horses and force it to stay by putting a fence around it. You can try that course, but you just end up with an industry that needs permanent subsidization than as opposed to one that survives on its own. So like the airline companies or oil. Right. I'm, I'm trying to learn and it's not going well. Ian made a few comments on deregulation and globalization. He seems a bit disconnected on the issue, and as many people do, seems to be letting the rhetoric of the politician substitute for reality. Anytime any politician of any party talks about deregula- deregulation, he's really saying this. Let's take the current set of rules which benefit the people who paid for my opponent's campaign and rework them a little to benefit the people who paid for my campaign. I can see, I can see how that makes sense, uh, but I can definitely see how, um, like, deregulating the EPA might be a bad thing. But that I don't think falls along party lines. I can
5: keep going. This no, time. I'm good. I can go. I'll do some.
6: All right, I'm right there. Uh, okay, no, there. Beginning of that next. Yeah. All right. So I'll keep this next page. I'll read the next
5: page. Okay. There is no deregulation in this country. There is only re-regulation to benefit different special interests at a given time. The federal code is some 40 feet of shelf space now, and the index alone runs more than 1,000 pages at last check. Mm. It covers everything from swearing in public to insider training to the proper preparation and labeling of onion rings. Mm. Call that what you will. Deregulated wouldn't be the word I'd choose. In our current financial crisis, there was a change, not a repeal, of certain rules that allowed mixing banking and created some moral hazard by allowing the creation of seriously bad debt. The problem is you can't stop your analysis there, or you're concentrating on the producers and not buyers. As an analogy, I can create regulations that make it seem profitable to produce square wheels for cars. Hmm. The real question is who's going to buy them and why. Create all the bad debt you want, people won't buy it unless there's a shitload of Free money and credit flowing thanks to the Fed and implicit bailouts um, already for the bank banksters <laughs> once the shit hits the fan. I guarantee if you knew they were responsible for the health of their balance sheets and had no bail out coming if they fucked up nor insurance in the form of FDIC, Banks that wanted to stay in business would be a lot more vigilant about the quantity of the assets they were buying and selling. Yeah, that's a good point. Which leads me to Ian's last point, which broadly, uh, which is broadly about fiat currency. He is right. There were panics before the Fed. The Fed is our current cause of problems. It's not to say it's the for, first or only source. Hmm. He points to 1810 and 1890. I'd recommend a refresher on the history of those times because then, as now— the government and the banksters were full-on screwing the American people. You don't need to suspend special payments for banks unless they were extended. The Federal Reserve is merely a centralization and cartelization of broader fraudulent banking patches that go back before banks were even banks. And when goldsmiths realized that since not everyone is going to pull their gold out at one time, they could then issue receipts for gold that didn't exist and make money off them. Uh. I won't defend the gold standard anymore. I just recommended a series of articles by Joe Salerno called The Gold Standard, Theory and Myth. The last word I'm going to say is subsidize, and then you're going to pick up there. Okay. To the broader point of inflation, neither Frank nor Ian could be more wrong. Oh. You may temporarily subsidize exports and raise nominal wages via inflation, but whether
6: it's gold (laughs) or not, the only reason any money has any value is because people... Expect to get something from it. The longer-term effect is merely a devaluation of wages and savings and some lower standard of living for your domestic workforce. Printing money does magically make some people temporarily richer. It doesn't, however, magically produce more steel, plastic, labor, wood, or other resources. And it is those things that the consumer goods they are turned into which will eventually pay the bills. Which means, quite simply, if you print more money, you're just throwing a claim out there for more than you have actually produced. Broadly speaking, it's just debt. Now, we in the U.S. are somewhat lucky because our currency is the World Reserve currency, and that plus petrodollar policies have allowed us for decades to export the effects out of inflation. I See before I get back into it, I thought the only thing that happened when we printed more money is that our, the well, the only thing I knew of was that the dollar dropped against other currency. Right. It does. That does happen, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not
5: totally moronic on this subject. See, but the problem with, the problem with the, the dollar being a reserve currency around the world is that it can't get so low that it creates a problem because then it fucks everybody.
6: Mm. The thing that kills me is, like, it's just a fucking piece of paper.
5: Yeah, but it's the idea behind it, and it's the stability right. so, behind it. So, it's the idea behind it. So
6: our entire world is... <coughs>
5: It, it, it operates around an abstract concept. Yeah, it, it's it's about faith. It's about like faith in a not God, but yeah, it's no, all no. about like faith in the American, in this case with the dollar in the American economy. Um, every stock in the stock market is mm. built upon either confidence or a lack of confidence right. in a company. I just you know I just, Steve I mean, Jobs gets sick and the stock takes a hit. Yeah, Tim Tim Cook does a decent job with Apple. Stock continues to yeah. rise.
6: I mean, back back when we were on the gold standard, it, uh, I can I can look back and I can see oh that kind of makes sense because you know gold has a value to it. But then if you think about it, it's just another fucking rock, right? And that's just a piece of paper, and we've decided that that is exchangeable right. for that over there. When you when you really think about it,
5: like I am thinking about it right now. It's fucking ridiculous. It's yeah. I mean, tomorrow someone could decide that okay, the new currency is Star Wars figures. You'd be a rich man. I, I would be.
6: I would be. But I have all this shit stockpiled, so right. You know. Then is it carded? Are they loose? No. Let me uh get back to where I was. The uh,
5: page after that.
6: Okay, uh, I'll give you that right now. Oh, these are sticky. Ah shit. Why do I say stuff like that? I don't know. Broadly speaking, that's just debt. Now, we in the US are somewhat lucky because our currency is the world reserve currency. Okay, I read that. That is not sustainable, and eventually these other countries will get tired of accepting our ever depreciating paper and tell us to go screw ourselves. Then they start selling off their dollars and dollar denominated, yeah, denominated reserve instruments start pricing oil in other currencies, which there was a rumor a couple of years ago it was going to go to the euro. Yeah, but the euro's not stable enough. No, no, but I, I, I remember that. Um, and the U.S. will then get their economic butt-fucking of all time. You see, in the old days, nations would just raid each other, and the winner would steal shit when needed. Now we're much more polite, and our Secretary of State goes over and asks, that's in quotes, asks people to buy our debt. And then we use that new credit to buy the stuff they make in their factories. And because they need dollars to buy oil and pyramid their own currencies on top of, that's what stops all the debt from riding back home and straight up our asses. It's much more polite, but in the end, it's stealing. And in the end, someone is going to object. I think stealing is a little extreme. but Well, I mean, we're getting something for a... Piece of paper really doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm thinking of it from the total abstract concept idea. Um, to his fixed sum of money point, would you rather live in a country where your income was 10 trillion a year but your annual expenses were 9.9 trillion, or a country where your income was a hundred dollars a year but your annual expenses for the same goods and services was eighty dollars a year? Ian and many modern economists see money as some mystical thing out there immune to the forces of supply and demand. There is no need for increased liquidity in the system because the nominal amount of money is irrelevant. If Ian does have an economic education, then he would know that the, that point was fairly well settled by Hume. See, I, again, don't know any of this shit, so I don't know if anything I'm reading is going to piss Ian off or yeah. I, I don't want to do that. I do like the debate because I I get to hear both sides of the conversation. Um, What matters is buying power, which Keynesians define as nominal amounts. Before that, however, buying power was defined as what you can get for your dollar, not how many dollars you have. Oh, is that now how many dollars you have? Is that what that means? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I always thought of it the other way. Um, In retrospect, the classic definition is the correct one. Because who gives a shit if you have $20 million, if a Snicker cost $19 million. <laughs> If Snickers cost $19 million, I would be outside occupying the fucking Mars candy bars. Uh, the point is demonstrable historically in the article on the gold standard I pointed out, where the author Salerno points out, in a mild inflammatory period, oh, sorry, points out, sorry, numerous historical examples of times when we were on a more or less strict gold standard, and in some cases in a mild deflationary period. Wow, I can't read. And yet the buying power of wages was going up because the value of labor was going up. The key to higher wages isn't giving people newly printed money, it's increasing investment per head of labor, increasing labor's productivity and making it worth more. We should limit historic wanking, Since it's not a controlled experiment, and for any example I pull out, I'm sure Ian can pull out another one that seems contrary. Put simply, all goods and services are, in the end, paid for with other goods and services. Money is simply a facilitator, a third commodity everyone wants that we all use to make sure we're never in a situation where we want something from someone but have nothing they would accept for it in return. In the end, though, we're all still bartering. We're just bartering to a money standard. Yeah, I, yeah. So when you pay someone money, the understanding is you receive that money from someone else in return for stuff you gave them. When you print money and pass it along, you're giving people money that is not backed by anything you produced. It's just more money for claims on the same amount of stuff in the world. To Frank, do you really think that's a good idea or subs- or sustainable? Uh, <laughs> if you do, open up your counterfeiting operation and see what happens. But counterfeiting is illegal. Mm-hmm. So don't get caught. The government claims the sole right to do that for a reason, because it's vital. No one else be allowed to get something for nothing. They know full and well how badly counterfeiting screws people. That's why they're the only ones allowed to do it. And certain other countries that happen to get a hold of our, our plates a while back. Cause that's not really counterfeit if you have the actual plates, huh? It's still counterfeit. Well, it is, but it's really good. It's really good. Okay, the last thing I'm gonna say is uh say in two and then go to you. In response to inflation making loans easier, that's not a good thing, that's the problem. In an economy where the government wasn't fucking with the money supply, the supply of loanable funds is dictated by savings. How much people are willing to save and for how long? In the prior example of coconuts and fish, it was enough to say enough of each to fund a week of labor. If lots of people are saving money, but only
5: for a short while, say in two years, CDs, you won't see a lot of long-term loans. Ah, say the businessman and Ian... That's the problem. We need loans. We need liquidity. We need economic activity. Well, I need a fucking Lamborghini, but since no one is willingly giving me one at a price I can afford, then I guess the same answer that applies to me applies to them. Go scratch. (laughs) At the base of their argument is that economic activity is in itself a good thing. The price and availability of money for loans is like other things dictated by supply and demand. If the low if we lower the price of loans, which is essentially the Fed's function, you're going to get the same problem that occurs when you apply a price control to any other com- other ah, any other commodity. <laughs> a shortage. Artificial artificially priced Oreos below artificially priced Oreos below market and they'll eventually disappear off the shelves. Artificially priced loans below market and eventually there'll be no more loanable funds. Ian looks at the Fed as the answer to liquidity crunches using the five minute memory span which seems to be a prerequisite for all modern economists to forget that the damn liquidity crunch was at the result of our previous Fed actions. Get rid of the Fed and all such government meddling in the money supply and other things like markets will adjust to clearance.
6: Can can I ask you a question before you continue well, cuz I have never really been clear on this. What the fuck is the point of the Fed?
5: Um it is the um it's the bank, I believe, that determines how much a how much banks need to have in their okay. Bank. Um yeah, they control money supply. Um They work with, um, they coordinate with other central banks. Um, They set interest rates.
6: Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. So when Greenspan would come on and say, "Uh, I didn't see my shadow, so we're good. Right. Yeah, I always wondered what gave him the power to decide that. Yeah, the president. Hmm. It's a weird thing. All oh, right, I don't know where it was. Sorry, uh, you, you okay. coughed. Does that help?
5: I'll <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just, I'll just pick it up right here. We certainly <laughs> saw such problems before the Fed. In these instances, when you research them, the government was merely using other means to fuck us and help the banksters. <sighs> they would allow banks <laughs> to overextend and then suspend us, Specie redemption or declare bank holidays or mess around with the legality, uh, the legally determined rate of exchange between metals hmm. and, and biometallic systems as they did during the free silver movement in the 19th century. As always, there is always some excuse for their previous actions which caused the current problem. When Ian advocates very much like what Newt Gingrich or George W. advocated for foreign policy but applied to monetary policy.
4: They
5: hmm. want you to forget the previous policy which caused the current problem so they can propose the same policy to solve the current problem. In monetary policy, it's perpetual spending for perpetual growth, never being allowed to mention, much less consider, the possibility that perpetual spending in a world of non-perpetual resources uh, might lead to bad consequences. Don't you like the short ones that say you're
6: wrong? God, shut up!
5: I know. <laughs> no, I like this. We I'm no more need the government to tell more. us how much money we should. Uh, much money should be available for loans that we need to determine the supply of green beans. Of course, various governments have been trying to do both for varying extents for a long time, and they've universally fucked things up. If Ian thinks the Fed and its policies are new, I'd invite him to read A History of Money and Banking in the United States. The first issues of fiat money were in the 1600s in the colonies. of Massachusetts, ironically enough, Hmm. your colonial forerunners, Frank and Chris, used to go on in early raids uh, to Canada and rob the French up there of all their fish and pelts and other goods, take it back down, Sell it, pay off the soldiers, and generally behave like Scrooge McDuck. Huh. One year something, they up, something else they never taught us in school. Uh, one year they went up there and the French handed them their own asses. and They came back with no booty. Oh, because they handed and them their asses shitload, and then beat the shit out of them. And a shitload of unpaid, pissed-off soldiers. <laughs> Not wanting to get shot, they issued paper notes called pounds. And promised they would never do so again. Huh. And they would redeem them for real gold in short, in a short while. Two years later, they were still printing money. The paper notes were devalued uh, by forty percent or more. And the gold. Hmm. Okay. Two years later, they were still printing money. Blah blah blah. Uh, a few of the other colonies emulated this experiment. It was, in fact, the source of a great shortage of species. That was used as an excuse during the... What? I don't know. You have the paper. Sounds like you're falling asleep. I am falling asleep. it was, ex- well, it was an excuse to print even more money. Parliament eventually outlawed the issuance of paper money, but it's a, it's historic irony that their issuance of paper money leech a species shortage, shortage which was then used as an excuse for more paper money. It was not the first credit crunch in u.s history i believe and if ian had been alive
6: then he would have been as he is now trying to solve the problem with the very policies which caused it and it's not like the email is putting you to sleep you're exhausted yeah no i'm wicked tired yeah i want to i want to make that part yeah no 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 um it's like hitting yourself in the head with a hammer to cure a headache no you hit yourself with a hand not the head because then you have two pains and then hitting yourself in the head with the hammer again when it didn't work the first time Otherwise known as praying away the sickness. <laughs> at base, Ian makes two broad mistakes. One, he confuses rhetoric with reality. You should always avoid that look at real. You should always avoid that look at reality versus what politicians of either party say, because they're full of shit yeah. and will say whatever sounds best and sells their point of view. Two, he assumes that our past was one of laissez-faire, free marketism. And that's far from reality. The U.S. has always and likely will always exist as a corporate, corporatist state. In the old days, this was called mercantilism. Is that right? Did I read that right? All right. Uh, Call it whatever you want. There has always been a partnership with the government and businesses to fuck everyone else over (laughs) for their personal beliefs. Legislation and regulations are made to this end the only time the people get anything done in their interest is if it's irrelevant to the powers that be or if there are truly enough people pissed off to give them pause there was hope for the latter in this country but the two movements of our recent dissatisfaction spawned the tea party the Occupy Wall Streeters have been co-opted and are now worthless. The Tea Partiers are well on their way to forming the basis for the new American Nazi Party. The Occupiers are on their way to do something just as pointless and annoying. Ah, I think once the spring comes around, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know what, though. There are two groups of assholes who have planted themselves at two respective entrances to a building. Tea Partiers are standing in front of a building called Big Government occupiers are standing in front of a building called big business they're both screaming at each other and have missed the fact that it's the same fucking building just different entrances and signs i got that analogy from a cartoon i wish i could find it unfortunately it's going to be bread and circuses here at home until the shit hits the fan proper then we're all fucked um depressing yeah uh he closes with cock and balls as always as always hope your holidays were fun rich um, and a P.S. here, he says, would it be better to wrangle this kind of bullshit on the palaver boards as opposed to emails? If so, please send an invite to Ian. So, Ian, you are invited to um, continue the discussion over there. I'll happily toss this crap around with him all day over there. It seems like emails are getting longer is all. I think Frank would attest to the fact that, yes, in fact, they are quite long. <laughs> How you doing there? You awake?
5: Yeah, I'm fading fast. Because it's though. time for
6: something special. And thank you for, oh, for taking yeah, the time no, to was, write that much. That was much. great.
5: I'm sorry. I can't.
6: Hey, you know what, though? At least you haven't fallen asleep.
5: I know. Not completely.
6: <laughs> no, not yet. It's not that kind of show yet. I have to drive with the windows open. Yeah. At least it's cold out. Yeah, I know. So um, we'll do this. I don't like where this is going already.
5: Really?
4: Hey, hey, you, you, get into my car. Yes, you.
5: The pedophiles' my anthem. You going to give you bitch a ride everywhere. Yeah. When the fuck are you gonna whack off? Get out <laughs> of my Nice.
7: Uh, Good evening, Chris and Frank, and to those out there in podcast land, welcome back to another edition of whatever the fuck this segment is called. I'm not going to make it to be a big deal or anything, but if anybody else wants to actually give this segment a name, that's fine with me. Tell me what this segment is called, please, because I'm too lazy to name it. Any ideas, Chris? Baking Jews in an oven. No, oh, that's not a good idea, Chris. What about you, Frank? Shut up, bitch! That's not terrible. <laughs> but I kind of want to wait on deciding. I think we could probably get a pretty big turnout of suggestions if we sweeten the deal a bit, you know? Like, not only would they be naming my segment on Are You Serious, but they could get
5: something from you two as well. Uh, what would you guys have to offer? Like, Beat him? within an inch of his life with his xbox and then hold his head underneath a like in a tub of beer <laughs> you know, so that he is beaten bruised and eventually drowns
7: no that's not what i meant i was <laughs> talking
5: like i would like to uh, get a dirt bike and uh prop the back
6: wheel up off the ground you can rev it yeah, and I will just slowly press his face into the tire. No, like a prize. Oh, oh fuck that weed, whack, weed whacker to his balls.
7: Oh, you know what? If the and weed then- whacker
6: without the wire, the one with the, 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 the plastic yeah. cutting blades yeah. that
7: don't break. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound bad. Yes. <laughs> so let's keep that in mind for the Are You Serious cult. Maybe post that shit on Facebook. Anyways, a few other things I wanted to say. First of all, I apologize for last week's segment. Again, I, of course, had no idea that the evil voice guy would get involved. That just wasn't nice of him. I have to admit, though, he did have several good points about your campaign. <laughs> I'm just glad there's some things that he didn't mention, at least for your sake. You're lucky he you didn't mention your other campaign slogan that you considered using. Child rape isn't that bad. No, no,
5: that is bad. You
7: guys can't possibly
5: believe that. They took the candy. They made that commitment. <laughs> Kids have to learn that there are consequences to actions. Okay? Yeah, it's not my fault. And sometimes that lollipop is really just going to come out of somebody's ass.
7: Jesus. Let's move on to something else <laughs> you're lucky didn't come up. The dual spread you guys did of Pictures in Playgirl magazine. Full frontal. There was a lot of discussion of what, whether Frank had the bigger cock or not. <laughs> Two inch, like no, I don't like mine. One. <laughs> Here's some audio of Chris and Frank watching oh, the other boy. dual spread photo shoot of other dudes before theirs. What the
6: fuck is going on there? Just <laughs> stop being a faggot
5: and just suck,
6: suck that
2: like guy's, guy's dick. dick.
5: <laughs>
7: Classy. Well, yeah. maybe we should not have said that at the same time. Whatever. Yeah. You guys are also lucky. No one knows about your new, uh, what do I call it, super sex toy? And it's not something
6: okay. that I like wanted or was right. looking for, but oh, I saw no. it and I'm like, that dildo. <laughs> it's nice. Okay, so, that was really <laughs> impressive. Like 20 inches bigger than the one I have in the other room
7: there. <laughs> yeah. And oh,
5: that one's kind of big. So is my dildo.
7: And last but not least, it's a good thing the voting public, and especially PETA, will never yeah. know about Frank's favorite outdoor activity.
5: You know what? Do I think that we should be, you know, shooting cats up in the sky and shooting them with shotguns for target practice? Yep. Peace and love, guys.
4: <laughs>
7: the
5: latest wow. controversy.
6: Comes as the German magazine, Der Spiegel. <laughs>
5: <Comes>. <laughs> yeah. We acknowledge the unfortunate use of the word rigid in this article. <laughs> and exploded. <laughs> Cockballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, man. Really? I mean, the way he's... Like cutting a word, like yeah. a word to word to word. Soon, he's going to be able to just take letters and put sounds together.
6: Not to mention the, 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 the intonation we yeah. have on the words. Oh. Like they're starting to fit.
5: So he must have a massive library of stupid shit that we oh say. Oh, my God. I, it's unbelievable the, the amount of time he puts in. is so funny. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's that's awesome. So, um,
6: funny. yeah, we
5: should start a poll on. Uh,
6: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake on uh the facebook page i'll do that tomorrow after i put the show up and um we'll have people suggest names for for for, for his segment for his section is yeah. ps though holy shit is already taken holy shit so um we'll each have to think of one mm-hmm. so we can start it and yeah. then people can add stuff onto it
5: all right sounds so. good
6: yeah that's Was it is there any more mail no that's it but it's not that enough
5: yeah, I just want to make sure we got everybody. Was there another one?
6: No, this is this is what Scott had to say. Okay. And that's part of Rich's, and that's part of Rich's. And then you read that one from Rich there.
5: Did I? Yes. Oh, wait, did no, you? No, I don't think I did. Oh, fuck it, read that. No, uh, this is called 173 Religious People, unless this is episode, whatever. Uh, no, I think it's from the, from the episode. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris. Fucking with religious people on YouTube is like teasing retarded sea lions with a rubber fish. (laughs) Take it easy on the irrational amongst us. Christ would approve. With regard to the Pope saying the child porn is becoming more accepted, keep in mind the context. He hangs with priests all day. That's like William Burroughs (laughs) saying heroin is becoming more accepted among junkies. (laughs) Cockballs rich. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, I'm glad you made me double check that we didn't miss that one. Um, What was I going to say? This... um, this thing about teasing retarded sea lions with a rubber fish it reminds me um, I think it's the end of George Carlin's album uh, A Place for My Stuff Mm. I think the last little thing you hear is you've been listening to the erotic daydreams of an infant worm being sucked backwards through a French milking machine (laughs) and it just kind of ends which is fucking (laughs) weird and the first time I heard that album I think I was 11 maybe 12 Mm. years old yeah and that just sticks in my head I miss him Yeah Yeah Alright I'm tired I gotta go home Let's end this
6: try. 206-338-3094 um, We um, got Facebook
5: pages And Twitters And yeah. shit Are you serious podcast At gmail.com Yeah I have to go to sleep Alright Next week Alright Did you say I gotta go to
6: sleep.com I think so Alright Bye Bye
3: show recognize that being a politician in the public eye takes courage. Uh, bravery, steadfastness in the face of long hours, weighty decisions, and the uh, incessant buzz of the North American douche fly. <laughs> <laughs> there to ridicule and poke fun at your every move and gesture. Colbert. Colbert. <laughs> But there's a fine line between courage and audacity, and several public figures have recently crossed it. It's the subject of our new segment, Holy you got some huge hairy mother balls on (laughs) you. Brought to you by Lowe's Hardware. (laughs) The one-stop home improvement shop that legally can't prevent us from pretending they sponsored our ball segment. (laughs) We think we don't actually know that that's true. Is that true? I don't even know. First up, former presidential candidate Herman Cain. While he was running for office, he captured the nation's heart with his command of foreign policy.
5: When they ask me who's the president of you, Becky, 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 Stan, Stan, I'm going to say, you know, I don't know. Okay, Libya.
3: I know that look. That look says, where is the fire alarm in this room, <laughs> and can I pull it without being noticed? <laughs> well, this week, Kane sat down with Barbara Walters as one of her 10 most fascinating people of 2011. By the way, very impressive that Walters always lands all 10 of any given year's most fascinating people. What kind of cabinet position might you like, if it were possible? We are
6: speaking
5: totally, totally hypothetical, right?
3: No, Herman Cain. (laughs) This is your job interview for a cabinet position. What kind of cabinet position might you like, if it were possible?
6: We are speaking totally, totally hypothetical, right? Totally, totally hypothetical.
3: Uh, Department of Defense. What? That was so ballsy, it made Barbara Walters do a reporter's equivalent of a spit take. <laughs> the lady has been on TV since TV started <laughs> and has never reacted viscerally like that to a statement. But I guess she has faced down crazy bullshit from dictators, from presidents, from moguls, and, and movie stars. Sherry Shepard told her she wasn't sure if the world was round and didn't get a what. Last week, the Syrian dictator Assad, who has launched a brutal murderous crackdown on his own people, told Barbara Walters this.
4: We don't kill our people. Nobody kill, no government in the world kill its people unless it's led by crazy
3: person. That! 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 Didn't get a what?! Walters was able to suppress her incredulity in all of those situations, but five minutes with Herman Kane. Department of Defense. What? It blew her mind. Literally blew her mind. Look at her ears. Look at her ears on there. You can see blood. There's blood coming out of her ears. Gave the woman an aneurysm. Oh. Sadly, we have bigger balls to fry. Balls that belong to one Willard Mitt Romney, who is facing a bit of an uphill battle in his race to be the Republican nominee, and by uphill battle, I mean nobody seems to want to vote for him. (laughs) So he's decided on a ballsy new tact. He is going after Gingrich, questioning his conservative credentials. Romney is questioning Gingrich's conservative credentials. Barbara? What? This is what Mitt Romney, the former not pro-life, pro-gay governor of Massachusetts, says about Newt Gingrich's consistency of thought.
1: The number of times he has moved from one spot to another has been remarkable. I think he's shown a level of unreliability as a conservative leader today.
3: Balls on the, You're talking about you! <laughs> That's the kind of sack that Santa would look out and go, we're going to need a bigger sled. (laughs) By the way, Romney wasn't just saying Gingrich was inconsistent. He was specifically saying Gingrich wasn't conservative enough. Romney, how would you describe a not ideologically pure enough conservative and uh, can you frame it as a positive in 2002? I think people recognize that I'm not a partisan Republican, that I'm someone who is moderate and that my, my views are progressive. Yes, and by, and by progressive, I mean my views will progress in any direction necessary. <laughs> seriously, seriously, you're the guy who's so far to the left in his own party that this afternoon, Fox News, this is true, accidentally used a photo of Barack Obama where a picture of you should go. And let me tell you something. That's. That's not because you guys look alike. Which brings us to our baller of the week. Recall that last week, one of our high-tech, top-secret, supercharged, fully-loaded, shift-on-the-fly, invisible, laser-guided, robo-controlled, spy drones of the future uh, ran out of batteries over Iran. (laughs) Thereby falling into the hands of an evil militant regime, and since then, their military has been banging our baby in an aircraft carrier. (laughs) Well, guess what? President Obama has a message for Iran. With respect to the drone uh, inside of uh, Iran, we have
0: asked for it back.
3: You asked for it back. You were spying on them. Via a drone. You're acting like we lent them season one of The Wire. You know, I'm going to need that back. It takes giant balls to ask for your spy drone back. I'd be like, hey, uh, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Is this Bill? Yeah, I was just over at your house banging your wife, and uh, I think I left my shoes there. You mind FedExing those bad boys? Yeah, it's not so much the shoes, I got orthotics in them, and I really, hello? Hello? (laughs) So how did Iran respond?
1: Iran has basically said, forget about it. The deputy commander of the Iranian armed forces said, look, nobody likes uh, spy drones in its territory, and we certainly don't give them back. Um, No nation would do that.
3: (laughs) You flummoxed Iran, a country that denies the Holocaust and the existence of gay people within its borders. They heard your proposal and said, obviously, I'm loosely translating from the Farsi here. What? And that's why Barack Obama is the recipient of the inaugural Lowe's Hardware Balls of the Week. We'll be right back.
4: End of line.